This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Did you miss the chance to get a 72-hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just 10 bucks? What's wrong with you? Don't worry. Call 888-411-7440 right now. They have a few left, and they're selling out fast. 888-411-7440. What are you waiting for? A disaster? Do it right now. 888-727-BECK. Can't get enough of the Missouri story, (laughs) can we? Uh, Apparently, it's a story that just keeps on giving day after day after day. Thought we'd be done with it now that the uh, university president was gone, but no. No. Uh, Apparently, uh, here's a Missouri student uh, from MSNBC yesterday, Brenda Smith-Lazama. She's the vice president of the Missouri Students Association. You know, we're looking at other campuses around the country. We have tension simmering at Yale University. Protests erupted at that university because uh, an email was sent to students urging them not to wear racially offensive Halloween costumes. And one professor complained that universities are becoming places of censure and prohibition. Uh, what's your feeling? Do you believe that that's a place that we're heading for American campuses now, a place of censure and prohibition? Yes. I personally am tired of hearing that First Amendment rights protect students when they're creating a hostile and unsafe learning environment for myself and for other students here. I think that it's important for us to create that distinction and create a a space where we can all learn from one another and start to create a place of healing rather than a place where uh, we're uh, experiencing a lot of hate like we have in the past. That is unbelievable. She's tired of hearing of First Amendment. Okay, I don't want to hear about you. I'm tired of the First Amendment right. I, I, I'm tired of hearing it. Well, okay, Pumpkin, then we'll all stop worrying about the Constitution. All right? Because <laughs> you're tired. You want a, a safe working environment or educational environment or a secure, comfortable place where nobody says anything mean or nasty. We, we are so, We're so dead. screwed. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy <laughs> crap. If this, hasn't woke, if this doesn't wake people up to say oh, how I know. screwed we are as then we Then we forward. are indeed screwed. And I get it. I'm getting, now, we can uh, go either way here. I, can we? I, I don't. I don't see I how. Think we could. I don't see how. Look the at older generation people. has to tell them. Uh, the older generation can't do the it. U.S. I mean, Constitution nope. no, I don't is mean, paramount. I don't care how many little safe spaces you want for love and happiness and peace. Sorry, we have a constitution. You're going to hear bad things. This is another one of those situations where wow. it's, they, they want God. the right when it's things that they like. 
Obviously, they would be really wow. upset if the administration said, you know what, we don't feel safe because you're trying to take our jobs. So we're going to shut down all speech that threatens our livelihood. Uh -huh. They would not be okay no, they with that. Not. They would not be okay with safe spaces in that regard. But it's because they want it, they get it. But, I mean, I'm talking deeper than that, Pat. I'm talking, I'm talking further down the line. I'm not talking about whether we lose First Amendment rights. How does this country compete with anyone when the, this, we have an entire generation of people who look at the world like this yeah. and think they need you to can. be coddled all, all the, the time. time? Well, it shows it's how coddled they have been, doesn't oh, it? Yes. Doesn't it show how they've been kept safe? And you deserve a, a safe, non-hostile learning environment for yourself and everyone around you where nothing ever makes you uncomfortable or you don't, you, you don't feel any sort of tension or nerves, or you're, but you're peaceful all day long, all day long. We just want you to feel comfort and warmth and peace and safety all day. No one will ever raise their voice to you. I mean, is that how they, obviously that's how they've been raised. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. well, we're totally and screwed. So now, when they, when they encounter something they don't like, and I doubt these kids have encountered anything significant. Come on, nobody does anything like that anymore. I mean, once in a while, but you can't. And, of course, if, if something does happen, if you get an unusual situation where somebody is still using racist words, which have virtually been eliminated from our society, except for the people right. uh, they're directed at, they can use them among themselves. They sure can. Uh, but if you do hear the least little thing, oh, my gosh, I can't hear that. I, ha I, have, to f I have to be free of all of that. And if the university pre president won't protect me, he must go. They're doing this now at Ithaca College, too. They're, they're demanding. They're doing some die-in uh, in New York. The Ithaca College? The, the Ithaca College. I mean, is the in, football team joining in on that? Or? I don't think that matters. <laughs> yeah, that kind of sucks. When you know, have a, uh, I mean, not that Missouri is exactly lighting it up this year, but at least they no, have a but it's an SEC program. SEC it's a big-time yeah. program. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ithaca, not so much. Ithaca, nobody cares about their football team. I looked it up just to make sure that they weren't on some sort of uh, you know trajectory that might and they're not. Uh, so, um, they're not. I, I, you know, will they get their university president booted out too? Maybe, Maybe. Uh, they cited not not one single grievance, not one. I, I not one specific grievance. I'll have to try to find the Unreal. quote uh, that they used. It was amazing. It was something kind of like the Missouri thing, where they just wanted to be protected and comfortable and safe in their in their environment oh god it's just so oh, geez, bad and, and you know part of this is uh, you know there's a few different things here number one we're all getting old and we're turning into those crotchety old people who remember the way that the world used to be and pine for it and hopefully that's all this is i mean our best case scenario that's Maybe this is, is what though. it is. Yeah. I don't think this is what it is. But, like, it's think not. of it this way in that, like, uh, uh, certainly our parents all said things where we said, oh, you just don't understand the way the world is. Uh, and, yeah. and, you know, now, look, I, looking back, a lot of they were right on a lot of this stuff, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it's still that thing where you have, you know, every generation, like, Things are changing, right? And may maybe we're holding on to something that's that's uh, that's gone. I mean, look at look at give you an example from the world of sports. Look at Wes Welker. Wes Welker, uh, you know, uh, I mean, he's not probably going to make the Hall of Fame, but he's almost to that level. I mean, he's, he's a borderline uh, guy you might consider for the Hall of Fame, sure. and uh, uh, an all-time you know great receiver, certainly for a long stretch. 
and he's had a bunch of concussions. There are people I mean, that are just saying he, he just got signed by the, the Rams to come back this year because um, oh, he, nice. he hasn't started playing until, uh, you know, he was, been, uh, he was you know, released or whatever last year or his contract ran out with the Broncos and hasn't found a team. And so he's finally signed with the Rams. And everyone's saying, how dare the NFL allow him to come back because he's had multiple concussions, maybe as many as 10 concussions. Now, look, I, we all want the best for a guy. It's going to get West worse Wilson. after that stupid uh, yep. movie. That movie, I know. It's, it's going to get much when, worse. When, when that movie hits, look out. Now, look I, out. I look at the NFL as, as a guy who went through the 80s and 90s of the NFL, which wasn't the real rough, the era that Paddle is, uh, you know, talks about with the NFL films. And Bronco Nagurski <laughs> came out for the second half with just his upper torso. He had lost both legs, both arms, and his left eye in the first half. He, still he pulled himself mm -hmm. onto the field with his teeth and galloped down the field on his belly. Those were the days. <laughs> Those were the days, right? Yes! And, 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 Leaving and, a trail of blood behind him. Now, we all obviously are happy that we've discovered, um, you know, there's some scientific discoveries that have happened that have helped us understand how the body works and you know, we don't want these guys to, to have these terrible uh, incidents where they're, you know, disabled later in life. Obviously, no. this is all good. Like, <laughs> from the perspective of understanding what's happening with the human body, it's all good. But, but there's other elements here, which is Wes Welker has the freaking right Thank to you. pursue his, his livelihood. And, yes. you know, the it's his choice. Right. It's his choice. It's his risk. And we're at the point now where, like, as a society, we're changing to one that says the society must remove the risk from the individual. It happens in uh, finance, where you have now a bazillion programs. When you try to do something and you fail, then you get bailed out. Uh, when you uh, have a job and, and you don't show up enough times and they fire you, you there's a bailout system for that. Uh, when a bank tries to invest in something and it fails, there's a bailout system for that. There's, we're removing all the risk from society, and it changes people. People turn into people who beg for safe spaces when you yep. do that for long enough. Yep. And, it, I mean, it's so pathetic. Listen, listen to the wording of this. Now the black students at the University of Missouri are segregating the white students away from them, even the ones that agree with them and have supported their movement. They're allies. They go away because they want yep. a black-only healing space. Mm-hmm. When you're getting to that level of crazy, you know, what goes on? This is an unending, uh, you know, uh, downward trajectory where people expect less from each other, that they can deal with less in their lives. You know, I, I think, you know, you look at it and you say, well, I mean, I, I don't know if it's just us being old and saying, oh, this is the way it used to be. But the, the issue is, I think there's that, the thing that people do, and I've done it a million times, and I'm sure you guys have as well, which is you look at an issue that changes and you say, oh, my gosh, well, wait till they get to the real world. Uh, they're going to get to the real world. They're going to have to deal with this. You're not going to be any safe spaces out there, honey, okay? You're going to have to deal with the real world. Right. The problem is the people that have the safe spaces and are demanding in the college are going to be running the real world. 
And you know what? When they are running the real world, there will be stupid safe spaces. And they will change the way. And they will. And this is why socialism starts to connect with these younger people. They become that way. Whether it's fascist or socialist or whatever, it's to cushion everything all the time. Other people don't like it. Screw the Constitution. I don't like what they're saying. You have to understand, I have to be safe. It's about me. I mean, we always hear all the time that this is such a we generation. Yet they can only think of themselves when it comes to speech, yeah. only what happens. How they feel. How they feel. How it makes them feel. The other groups don't matter. It's only their group. It might be a we, but it's only their we. And that is a incredibly destructive trend. Oh, my gosh. When, when the black students who were united supposedly with the white students who supported them completely, the white athletes supported the black athletes on the football team. They all got mm-hmm. together. And while there was some dissension, sort of, I mean, nobody outwardly did. Um, So they all united with these guys. And then the blacks tell them, hey, get out. Uh, We're going to have a black-only space so that we can uh, uh, decompress, be vulnerable, and real. (laughs) Okay, because we can't be with you people around. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is, you're, you're you're into segregation now? So everything you fought for? Is about you being segregated from other races? Yep. If we told them to, what go is over that? There and go over there and decompress. Oh and my! Just be, oh my! Oh, it would have been the most racist of the world. thing of all time. Mm-hmm. Of all time. Mm-hmm. God, I, this this Missouri story. Well, I'm I telling mean, you, if you don't want BYU to win by 190 oh points God. this weekend, I oh geez, so oh my bad. gosh! <laughs> if you say one word. Jeffy and I were watching the game together on Saturday night. You say one I'm, I'm word still, in waiting. praise of that football team. I, I have to. This is my last, this is my last time. Oh, my man. last manhood. I, I will got, club you to death. I have my Missouri shirt, my hats, all of my free it will stuff. Not, I'm I will tell you this. It will I mean, not, stuff I paid for. It will not be a safe healing space for you. <laughs> no. <laughs> this, it, oh, my gosh. Well, it's listen, unreal. I want to join with Ithaca because our, <clears throat> our, our hearts are heavy. Are they? The pain okay. of Mizzou and Yale okay. and Smith. Uh-huh. And Smith. Smith College? Uh, Smith had a walkout, too. Okay. Uh, All right. To a protest. And why are, why are the hearts heavy? Just because, uh, I mean, they won. There was Mizzou. every person of color <clears throat> on a college campus simply because mm-hmm. of the color of their skin, the texture of their hair, or their ancestry. Right. This is a problem. Is it? Of the I mean, nation. But I, I don't know what happened we want, at any we of those places. We want the college president... Mm-hmm. Voted on to get out. No confidence. No confidence at all in him. Because and, and why? Why? Okay. All the injustices students of color face on this campus and other colleges nationally. Okay, so he's responsible for the other college uh, yes. injustices as well. Now they don't cite any of those. No, they didn't. Not a single. Specific. So I mean, they, there's not so one. many. There's so many. They, they don't have time to write them down. They couldn't have written one example? Well, there's just so many. Hey, like when, in fact, uh, like when a group of white people uh, beat almost to death a black student here. None of that? I mean, it's just, there's that no didn't time. happen? There's no time. This whole story is everything. But Every black person is told one, to get out of class. One uh, example. The university president spits on the, on the people of color as he walks by them on campus. Uh, give me one! <laughs> what? They can't. Radical no transformative change in government and structure oh at Ithaca College. God, A sense of safety, emotional stability, and dignity to the experiences of POC at IC. Wow. Oh, persons of color at Ithaca. And other marginalized groups. Oh, good. 
when did they when did they stumble into this bull crap of oh safety God. and and emotional yeah, harmony what or whatever they're they're freaking Son they want to go back God, to the womb because that's how they've been treated their whole lives yeah as if they live in a freaking <laughs> yeah. womb it's unbelievable and it's pathetic wow, it's just so bad um and by the way uh, i i love this story because uh, maybe you could tell it to me the, the professor who said, mm. said that they want muscle to come over and beat mm. the crap out of a reporter mm -hmm. uh, because they were, he was taking pictures like reporters do. Um, they, what happened to that reporter? Remember the one, the female that was saying, hey, bro, we need some muscle over here to get yeah. rid of this reporter. What happened to that reporter? To the reporter? I'm sorry, to the, uh, to to, the Or to uh, the professor. teacher, the professor. Yeah. Supposedly well, she resigned. She resigned, right? Right. What, right. So, mm -hmm. what, so what does that mean? Like what? What what happened to her? What did she do? What she would no longer she would no there. longer work at Missouri. At Missouri, yeah. Is that yeah? What I mean, that's what it? you think resignations are. Right. That's a good. Uh, no, she's still employed there. Oh, she, resigned she resigned her only office that or something. Right. To that one thing she was doing, which was like I guess uh, she was a, a, a appointed um, professor there. Of some but she still kept whatever, her yeah. job at the freaking university. Got to be kidding. That's she's asking for physical force. To remove a journalist as a journalism professor, all she did was step down from that little that little uh, part of her gig. We can't let her go. She's got all. Which she was. Uh, uh, the wording I always thought was interesting. She oh was gosh. a. Uh, what was it? Um, ah, where that doesn't. What, what, and sadly, Man, that doesn't it. surprise me. Let me tell you. It no, so it doesn't. It, right? That's a big deal, thing. though, right? Yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah, like, yes, she, it is. They, they wanted this guy who had nothing to do with any of the incidents. I, I think they wanted him executed. I think that if they could have hung him in the public square, the president of the university, they would have done it. They oh, yeah. And yeah. They, instead... Without a single without specific a grievance. Single thing he actually did. Not one thing. He didn't thing. act enough to stop and others from doing things or something. That And all these incidents are all falling apart now. Yeah, and maybe this is a good time to bring up the student body president. What's his name? Uh, like... But Joshua Butchies oh, or something yeah, yeah. head, uh, butt head or uh, butt cheese. I don't know what it is. It's butt cheese. Butt cheese. Uh, butt cheese head. I think it was. But, butt cheese head. And uh, so he makes up this story about the KKK being on campus. Yeah. Tweets it out. Hey, the KKK is here. I'm working with a Missouri University Police Department right now. The National Guard and and uh, the the Marines and and uh, we're bringing in SWAT teams and and the Navy SEALs are here. And I mean, he's creating this whole panic on the university campus. And it's a hoax. Yep, hoax. It's a hoax. Just like being called the N-word uh, by somebody who drove by him in a truck, I would guess. Yeah, I mean... We what do you want to bet? He, he he's the only... manufactured this whole thing. He's the source of that. Mizzou, have, I love yep. this headline, Mizzou students hallucinate KKK on campus. Yeah. Wow. That's exactly what they did. And the poop swastika. Wow. wow. Uh, all indications are that it's that didn't happen. Hold on, the poop sticker happened. Come on. No, it doesn't Come on. a picture of I mean, it, we don't, know. we don't know for sure. What? Right. Oh, yeah, you saw was, the picture. That was from 2014. Jeez, I, I mean, we're in trouble, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We're in trouble. Triple eight seven two seven back. There's more patents to come on. Uh, let's. Uh, well, you're talking about trouble. Mm -hmm. You don't know what challenges are going team. to happen. You don't. Um, in you don't this know. Country. You got to be prepared for them, and that's what we try to talk about here. Because look, we can try to solve these things by mm -hmm. actually making coherent points and uh, believing in the Constitution. Those things don't seem to matter as much. So you may want mm -hmm. to. I don't know. Get prepared. Get a little bit prepared, and yeah. my Patriot Supply can help you do that. 
Well, it's hard to imagine that anything would go wrong when, when the last eight years have been so peaceful and beautiful. Oh, my God. Even the racial so harmony. Wonderful. The, the harmony. All. Oh, my gosh. We're in total harmonic resonance right now. But, you know, if you feel like there could someday uh, be an interruption in that beauty, you can get a two-week emergency food supply for just 50 bucks. Two weeks worth of food, $50, limit two per family, but call them right now at 888-893-7953 so you don't forget. Just do it right now. Get it done. 50 bucks and you're set for two weeks? I mean, 50 bucks, you're going to go out one time to Seriously. Uh, Chili's. I can spend that at IHOP. And you're 50 bucks, yeah. Uh, yeah. Give me another order of stuffed French toast, please. But, sir, that's your ninth. Uh, <laughs> shut up! Bring it. Is this a real incident? That's happened. Okay. Yeah, that seems I mean, like how many cool. times? Seriously, better. Are we experiencing <laughs> no the same more than thing at IHOP? No you, more so six. IHOP is now like saying to you, don't you can only have six orders? No, no, no they've not. limited me to nine. Oh, okay. And, uh, I thought they were just trying to be friendly. You know that's your tenth <laughs> order, but maybe they're telling me that's all I get. <laughs> and that's the thing. You're going to spend that much at IHOP. Right. If you're going to have nine orders of French toast, you're going right. to probably spend even more than that. Uh, but you can probably. get 50 bucks and get two weeks of actual food in case you need it, okay. which is great. And it's good it tasting food. It's not, you know... It's not wheat and bull weevils, and we've told you those stories. <laughs> Just uh, 50 bucks. Although plus, there's uh, some protein in the bull weevil. I don't know if you okay. want it, no, but there's some protein. There is some. Uh, $50 <laughs> plus free shipping. Call 888-893-7953 right now. 888-893-7953. It's My Patriot Supply. This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Did you miss the chance to get a 72-hour emergency food supply with free shipping for just 10 bucks? What's wrong with you? Don't worry, call 888-411-7440 right now. They have a few left, and they're selling out fast. 888-411-7440. What are you waiting for? A disaster? Do it right now. 888-727-BECK. It's Pat and Stu. <laughs> so, if, okay, if it's not the black activism, it's the gender activism that's going on right now. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the, this might be the craziest time I've ever seen in my life. This is just the nuttiest, weirdest, craziest time I have ever seen in my life. When I, you know, the 60s, I was just a child. Uh, I was 10 in 1970. So, Maybe it was crazier then. Maybe it felt crazy to this because there was a lot of change. There was a cultural revolution in the 60s. But we're, we're going through uh, something similar right now. I mean, are, we're not having buildings burned down as much as they did, although we've had some of that, too. Yeah. Had some of that in Ferguson, St. Louis. We had it in uh, uh, Baltimore. We, we've had some of it. So that's going on. But this other thing, this, this safe, comfortable environment bull crap. That could be more dangerous than than the rioting. I, I it might be more effective. Now the people who want the safe, comfortable environment tend to be the ones lighting the fires. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you notice that? Yes, uh, and telling the, their allies to get the hell out of here. Yeah. We need to heal as as people and be real and vulnerable with one another. Can't do that with Whitey around. Why? What? What is? You don't. Are understand. we that different? Is that what Martin Luther King said? Because <clears throat> it seems like the difference between us here is the color of skin, and. Uh, that didn't seem to be his message, but uh, I didn't notice that from him. Yeah, to me, it seemed like that's what he was saying. He, he was wants, saying he wants all the white people out. All the whiteies out. Okay, um, 
Um, meanwhile, the dictionary has added gender neutral, uh, the gender neutral prefix now of MX. <laughs> MX. What is, how do you pronounce that? Mix? I, I don't know. Uh, Dictionary.com added 150 new words, including the hmm. MX prefix for those who don't identify as a boy or girl, because there's so many of them. There's so many. I mean, <clears throat> how many people do you know who don't identify as a boy or a girl? Well, I mean, I mean all together in, in, you know, not just here in the building, because that would be significant. But oh, let's say in the whole, in the whole like, yeah, in, in your entire like, sphere oh of I mean, influence, I would say 500 million to <clears> one. For every million. person who knows what gender they are, there's 500 million people who don't know. That's my, I mean, I'm guessing yeah, there, but I think but that's No, I think it's there. right. I think it's right. And in, so this is a good addition to the dictionary. I mean, think about this. The, uh, the enlightened left who mm -hmm. run Hollywood and, you know, uh, entertainment and stuff. Just, I mean, just 20, I guess it was about 20 years ago, they did that sketch, It's Pat. Right. You could never do that today. Oh, my. Now that was to just laugh like, at Pat. To laugh at Pat you because don't you don't know, you know if he's a boy or a girl. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Can you imagine that Jeez. sketch airing today? No, no way. I mean, uh, and that no was way. that was not you know conservative <clears throat> hate mongers coming out. That was just you know, I mean, and again, I, I I feel this you know it's that same thing we were just talking about of like maybe we're just getting old and like twenty years ago is a long freaking time. Most of the people at this you know obviously the people at this you know Missouri probably <clears throat> weren't even alive <clears throat> to see that sketch. Um, obviously, maybe on YouTube they've seen it, but you know it's not. They weren't no, around right. when they it was weren't around. Yeah, and you know, I, I, I don't know. Maybe that's. Uh, I guess it just seems like those things. And Glenn has said this many times that the things start changing faster. You know, like the, I gave the concussion example. It was only what five or six years ago that there was no consideration for this at all in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Then since then we've had. Huge rule changes. Um, uh, the NFL's evil. Now here comes the movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, you know. Uh, and it looks like they're really presented as evil in that. Of course. Uh, you know, and, and I, I will defend them on this. I mean, when Me you know the backstory of this. Yeah. Like, it's, they didn't it's, know. it's actually you understandable. You got one guy. You have one guy. You got and, this, uh, this African doctor. Well, he's an immigrant. He's obviously yeah, for, he's he Nigerian, lives here right? now. He's yeah. Nigerian. Mm -hmm. But you've got one guy saying this is the case. Well, I can't. Why should I believe you as opposed to the 38 doctors who tell me it's not right. an issue? And the way that you, the way that they present it is the NFL knew. Yeah, and they just didn't no, care. Now they had the Come best on. experts in the world saying it wasn't and true. The NFL look, doesn't it, want their best players dying. No, I mean that just—it's like—it's like Jeffy, you know, giving an overdose to a heroin addict. He doesn't want to kill his customers. He doesn't want to kill the people that are making him money. Neither does the NFL. Am I, mean, I right? That really goes without saying. Right? Yes. It does. Oh it does. God. Yes. And that's the stupidest I mean, thing ever. Why would you want them? You to don't die? want to. You, you don't want to poison your customers. That's why the Mexican cartels don't kill people in America. They believe us to be their clientele. So they they are. have kind of a hands-off approach to Americans. They need us for now. That's, uh, that's interesting. But yeah. they kill each other in in large measure. So it's uh, it's pathetic. It's this the speed of it, though, right? That's what's amazing. It. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. These changes it's happen. Like, you say, like, speed. wait a minute. Two, like, uh, another one. I mean, we're just going through these examples. But uh, Hillary Clinton on gay marriage. She's out there acting as if she was fighting for gay marriage since All 1970. Along. I know, I know. Like she, she was the civil rights movement of the 60s included this for her. Right. She was in in 2013 <laughs> was still mm -hmm. against it.
Right. She campaigned in 2008 <clears throat> saying she was, it was a fundamental bedrock writer. That was 2004 <laughs> yeah, or whatever it was. Still. Whatever. Still. It, it, very She recently. was against it when she ran it. She was against it when she ran it. A few years before that, she said it was a fundamental bedrock principle of hers to make sure that marriage was between a, gay, a man and a woman. And now she's come so far the other way. She was indignant about it. Yeah. How dare you dare say you. I'm not for traditional marriage? Yeah. She, How dare you? She used her own <laughs> struggles in her marriage as a, a justification to prove how right. much she was just for traditional marriage. And here she is now acting as if she's the hero of all gay people. I can't take it. And it's like, uh, it's so insulting to anyone who's watched, but I think that's the point. Yeah. No one watches anymore. No one pays attention anymore. You get these little bits and pieces from Twitter and Facebook where you kind of take in storylines and and people are able to influence you. And again, you know, this is why I I treasure the audience of a place like The Blaze or, or a place like Talk Radio where... That people are engaged enough to know these things and remember them from year to year. But the, the problem is it's just too small a group. You know, I, mm. I don't know that you could turn things around with, with this small of a group. I mean, you know, we've seen some, uh, some progress in some areas. We kind of talked about that earlier today with, with the candidates being better. But in, in reality, it is really uh, it's tough. I don't know. When, you're, when you have a society of people coming up who have only seen... Mm. Uh, surface nonsense mm-hmm. and have only seen, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure, you believed X six months ago, but now you treat people who believed that as the devil six months later because you've changed your mind. Right. I, I don't I, I don't know. Uh, how do you have a rational conversation? You can't. Uh, it's breathtaking. Yeah. It, it really is. Yeah. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk to uh, our two guys who went uh, from the blaze to the Middle East, yeah. and now they can talk about it. And tonight, the special is on, right? Yeah, major developments in the story today. So The day this thing is airing, we have awesome. major developments. We're going to talk about that with them coming up in just a second. Uh, Dan and Jason are next. So this is the uh, this is the mountain when uh, all the when ISIS ran through, coming up from Shinjar City um, up into Shinjar Mountain. All the Yazidis ran up this huge mountain to try to get to safety, and during that time, they literally were getting shot at and getting pursued by ISIS. Burnt up clothes everywhere, burnt out cars down in the ravine, dead bodies on the side of the hill, toys strewn about. There are these picnic tables um, all along the road uh, made out of stone, these really beautiful picnic tables. And it was just so clear that this once was a place where people enjoyed. They enjoyed hanging out. They would sit, enjoy the beautiful view on the side of the mountain. And now it was a mass grave. Instantly, our moods went from combat high to depression. You could see, I mean, I was trying to put myself in that position of a family loading up their station wagon and running for their lives. They, they've packed up everything they can and they're driving up this dangerous road and these madmen are behind them 
that really looks wow. Looks powerful, uh, and you will see it tonight. The root. Um, and uh, Dan and Jason, who spent the six days in Iraq, are here uh, to talk about the experience. And we've got some breaking news on this story too, right? Because yeah. you guys, you guys were at that mountain. You were you were uh, holed up where the, where the Peshmerga, right? The Peshmerga yep. were uh, talking to you about how they could take Sinjar City back at any time. Yep, and that's kind of one of the themes of the, of the <clears throat> special, right? Yeah, that's that's the part from that that particular segment when we were down there on the front line with them. It was like, what's the holdup? They're all like, we could take this in a day and the breaking news is that literally today on the on the day that our show is airing operation free sinjar is underway right now yes. and and it looks like and I, it sounds like they've already taken it back well yeah the, right? they're eight hours ahead of us so that started a while ago uh -huh. while we were all sleeping and apparently from the tweets and everything we're seeing that ISIS is, just like they said, in one day, ISIS is already on the run and retreating back towards Mosul. <laughs> and the significance of, of this happening today in our trip, um, we went not as media. We went as two Christian regular guys. And we do not believe in coincidences on this. From conception till today, this mm -hmm. trip has been inspired. We even had to delay it. We were supposed to air last week is what we initially wanted to do, but because of just you know, time and everything else uh, that was going on. We had to delay it one week, and we delayed it to this day. <laughs> and mm. this is the day the operation happens. Pretty crazy. <laughs> That's amazing. And, and, and you know, what, mm. we kind of talked about this last time you guys were, were with us, but it's it, the reason why mm. they didn't go in <clears throat> and take uh, the city in one day as they're doing today is significant. It's not just. It's not like they didn't want to try. It's not like they didn't want to do these things. They were being stopped. Yeah. Yep. So. By whom, by the way? So us. There's multiple people we spoke to, but the um, bottom line is the coalition halted the yeah, Kurdish the coalition. Advance. Yeah. In and, other words, we stopped. Yeah. <laughs> so my, my my theory, by the way, on this operation is, I and I don't have any. You know, there's no evidence to this yet. But based on everything we heard while we were down there, I mean, we were literally there just a few weeks ago, and there were a hundred troops there, maybe. And now there's 7,500 troops there. So. You know, I, I'm thinking that something did did our did the U.S. policy suddenly change in the last couple of weeks, or did the did the KRG and the Peshmerga say, "Coalition, you're either with us or you're not. We're going back to take back this city before another winter comes, and mm -hmm. these people on these tents that we show in the in the program tonight that you'll meet have to spend another winter living in a tent on a is, mountain." Is is was there some pressure applied because of the light that we've shown on this? Uh, by the administration that they now have said, well, okay, we don't need the negative publicity on so. not allowing these guys to go in. Uh, let's let them go in. Did you guys save the curse? So this is what I, I'm trying yeah. to yeah. Jason, We did this. Yeah, Jason and I talked about it. Like we, when we saw that this operation was happening, we said, you know what? We went in there, and the Kurds and everybody there said, oh, my gosh, the blaze is here asking questions. Nice. It's, time. Uh, we, it's time. We need to get this thing done. Well, seriously, sunlight is the greatest disinfectant. Yes. Yeah. Well, know? it's funny because we didn't – I'm serious. When we went down there, we, we're laughing that this is all happening now. And I mean, I'm glad it's happening. But we're, we're laughing that it happened now because when we were there barely a month ago, uh, everyone there was saying we feel forgotten. Uh, uh, everyone's just mm -hmm. completely disengaged in this story. They're gone. Mm -hmm. Like we, we were one of the only ones that had been there in months. Like people had gone back, you know, earlier in the year, like shortly after all this had happened, but they just abandoned the story. And so when we went back, we were probably they were excited to see us because we were like the first ones back in a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, one of the amazing parts of this too, and Jason, we could talk about this because you you were in the military. Mm -hmm. This does not seem normal to me as a guy who's not in the, never in the military. But 
who is one of the guys leading the actual invasion of Sinjar to push ISIS back? Is it true that one of the leaders of the country is actually out there on the front lines doing this? The history of uh, Iraqi Kurdistan is pretty amazing. There's a man named Barzani who led the fight against Saddam Hussein back in the 70s, and he won them autonomy, the, Kur the Kurds. His son, who is now the prime minister of Iraqi Kurdistan, personally went down all William Wallace-style Braveheart, and he led the liberation yeah, really. of Sinjar City. Well, and you got how great is that? <laughs> great. And you got a picture. You, oh, you know, man. We drove all across the you know, northern, you know, the Iraqi desert and Kurdistan, and everywhere there's pictures of Barzani. It's kind of, we're laughing at sort of the hero worship, but like that's, mm. they, there's pictures of this guy everywhere. You know what I mean? Like if, well, you, if you have a, a, a checkpoint or something, there's a big picture of uh, the, the, the older Barzani, you know, on top. Mm. Yeah. People so. forget that it was the Kurds that Saddam Hussein poisoned with gas, yep. uh, killing eight to 10,000 of them. Yeah. And, and that's when we knew, well, okay, uh, let's see, did the Kurds die of air pollution? They, <laughs> he had chemical yeah. weapons because he used them against the Kurds. Yeah, and, so, the, and the amazing thing is that they still, they still love, <laughs> I mean, one of the things you'll see in there that surprised us, and you know, to some degree, was that they love Americans. I mean, we were the yeah. only Americans that I saw in Erbil when we were there. And they loved us. And considering the, the way we left We've them hanging. We've abandoned them time and time, time, again. time again. And they still love us. And they are modeling wow. their region after us. And yet we continue to support God, the Iraqi right. central government. That's and that's a big theme in the show. The Kurdish people are so oh. misunderstood. They're so misunderstood. When we said that, we told our families and everyone around here that we're going to Iraq. Everyone's like, you're going to die. Are you stupid? <laughs> Uh -huh. and, and it actually was kind of freaking us out. I've been before, but with the military. So going now as a civilian, I was freaked out. When we got there, and what, something you'll see on the show tonight, is you haven't, it's hard to, it's hard to put into words. You, you haven't even sp witnessed spirituality until you've been there and you've sat through a Kurdish Christian uh, uh, mass or church service. Mm. You literally feel the Holy Spirit descend on it. And instantly I felt protected. And it wasn't just the mm. fact that we were surrounded by Peshmerga, you know, and we were in Kurdistan. Mm -hmm. There's something spiritually going on right now in Iraqi Kurdistan, and it's amazing to witness. Well, yeah, and you definitely don't feel protected by Peshmerga. I went to Iraq, <laughs> by the way. Uh, I mean, when we were on the front line, yes. But when you're going through the desert, I went there under the... For some reason in my head, I assumed that we were just getting a Peshmerga transport everywhere we went. I was like, I'm just going to be in an armored vehicle, and I'm totally safe. Well, what we ended up driving across the desert in was our fixer, Eunice, his, this guy named Eunice, his car. He's just got an SUV, and we just, all right, let's hop in the SUV and drive across the desert. Exactly what I didn't want to do. I mean, how many ISIS videos have you seen yeah. where they just drive up to somebody on the desert, and they're like, hey, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, when, and you see, so, when you see these combat videos that we'll show you tonight, it's funny because they were, everyone was surprised that we actually went up to the front line. Because usually what other networks do, they'll hire out a fixer or a photographer and say, hey, can you please go out to this area and take photos? Because they don't want to put themselves in the line of danger. Mm -hmm. Well, not only did we go there and they were surprised about that, we drove there in Eunice's car in the middle of the night <laughs> with airstrikes raining down. Wow. <laughs> and, and Eunice was telling us, he goes, hey, you know, I just realized that you guys are the first ones I've brought here in the night. You're probably the first journalists that have come in the night because it's too dangerous for, you know, ISIS moves at night. <laughs> Thanks, Eunice. That's and not And we're funny. like, oh, thanks, Eunice. We still had like two hours to go through this mountain. We're like, awesome. Thanks, Eunice. Nice hey. realization right yeah. in the middle of it. That's and the great. best, the best line from, the, wow. from Eunice all week was he kept saying his, his English was a little broken, but he would say, yes, it's dangerous. It's very dangerous, but, but safe. safe. And safe. that was his quote the whole time. <laughs> very dangerous, but safe. You know, you, you look through the, 
uh, the the promo that we just played a few minutes ago, and you, and you see the scattered clothing, and you see mm -hmm. the burned out vehicles, and you and yeah. you know you talked about dead bodies on the side of the road. It, it just, I mean, we take for granted so much what we have here in the United oh, States. It's yeah. it's really staggering, and you and you think about uh, the the fund that we've set up to to save Christians and how important that is. And this is going to be such a good reminder to people of what others on this planet are going through every yep. day of their lives. And wait, you see the people in the IDP camps and, and stuff. It's just... Our biggest worry is, is my internet going to run slower today yes. than it did yesterday? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I mentioned in that, in that church service that we went to, how many times do we go to church and we see like kids on their phones or people like reading or checking their watches mm -hmm. or leaving 15 minutes early because they mm -hmm. have who knows what to go to a football game or something like that? In that church, you could tell every single one of them was not there to as a time filler or because they've been doing this for, you know, because their parents do it or told them to. They were doing it because they were arming themselves for spiritual warfare. That's how mm. they see it. Now, do you, when you sit into church, do you think like that? I didn't until no. today or <laughs> until then. Right. But now every single, I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, there was like four-year-old kids and they were listening to the guy giving the talk and they were just like paying attention to every single word he said. Wow. It was so amazing. I, don't, I didn't like the way you disparaged the NFL there, but other than that, I thought that was an interesting <laughs> consideration. Uh, because as you were telling the story and as you're watching uh, the, the clips, because I have not seen the whole thing yet. I can't wait to see it. Um, but you realize it's hard to get people to even go to church here. I mm -hmm. mean, with all the freedoms that we have mm -hmm. to get people to actually show up is difficult. Uh, all the times that, you know, every, all, of, all of us have had days where you're just like, oh, I just can't make it. I, I, you know, I don't want to get up today. I don't want to go. And it's like you see these guys who are uh, risking being beheaded yeah. and they're still going to church. It kind yeah. of uh, maybe. This is, I mean, this is essentially, uh, it, like I said, uh, you know, on my Facebook page when I was posting all these things <laughs> as we were there, I said this was a life-changing trip for me. And it's like because you know, intellectually, you know that there are persecutions yeah. happening but mm -hmm. when you actually kind of walk side by side with somebody in it for just even a short time six days you just really get the sense like i mean you felt like you were in 1776 and it mm -hmm. was mm -hmm. these guys fighting for for you know for real freedom fighters fighting for for their freedom and this mm -hmm. is the fight of their lives and it's like you're in the middle of that and it just kind of wakes you up like oh my gosh this is happening and once again we're supporting the wrong guys i mean in in, in iraqi kurdistan they literally have developments sprouting up where they build them like American developments because, you know, they just, they, they're, it's a symbol, a symbol of how they're modeling their lives after, wow, after American. Wow. Um, now, on the, on the battle that's going on today, um, uh, where Barzani is looking like he's on the front lines, <laughs> have we seen an, an, an example of a president, you know, really leading a mission since Barack Obama killed Osama bin Laden. Mm. <laughs> yeah. We haven't seen that, right? No, no. Yeah, that kind of, yeah. And well, he got a good night's sleep before that one. He had to think yeah. about it really oh, yeah. long and hard. A few and months. Then he, yes, a few oh, months. And, few then months. He, and then he went out there and... And then he went and <laughs> killed, and, yeah. and killed him himself with his right. bare hands. So he didn't yeah. even bring weapons, hands, which I thought crazy. was pretty amazing. Yeah, pretty crazy, yeah. 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 Broke his windpipe. With his, with these two fingers. Yep. Yeah. Right here. Actually, he delivered a speech. He went in there and he just started delivering a speech and it just <laughs> killed him. Killed him right on the spot. <laughs> oh, he probably killed himself after hearing one of those speeches. Uh, you guys, nice, nice job. Yeah, really. I, can, I, I can't wait to see this. Cool. Uh, amazing stuff. Uh, so, and, and and his second benefit is that we got to do a segment without Jeffy, which we thought cool. was just yeah. really the main reason right. we wanted to have you. You on. did sign Happy the to go to Iraq any time to get you Jeffy off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, more Pat and Stu coming up in a sec. And so you guys have the, uh, what, the 5 o'clock show is, you guys talk about it yeah. tonight, right? And then it airs at 8. Yeah, we're, yep. Partnering in the audience to watch it first, so they'll have just seen it. And 8 Eastern or 8 Central?
8, uh, 7 central. 7 8 central. central, okay. Yeah. You know, you guys talk about the army themselves. Jeffy, you were asking a pretty interesting question as we went right to commercial there. Can you go uh, through that again? I found it fascinating that uh, uh, Dan and Jason were talking about how the, uh, uh, they were arming themselves in Iraq for spiritual warfare. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I mean, they're in the heart of the battle. They're yeah. fighting. I wonder if they were actually arming themselves for, you know, hurt speech. If someone oh, were to say something oh, bad, oh, no, God. because there's no way you can do against that. Against them. Thank you for asking that question because it's, it's, a, it's an incredibly important one. But the answer, I think, has to be no, because there is no arming yourself against hurt speech. Okay. That's why you must stop hurt speech from ever right. happening. Yep. Uh, so you need a safe space. And, yeah. you know, that's what they right. need to develop. Right. I'm sure they have uh, giant areas that are safe spaces in Iraq. You know, yeah, from speech. I, well, yeah, they um, do. <laughs> those yeah. giant holes. From speech, not bombs. I mean, but, oh, no, you're, you're but probably that's die, the but more important thing. Right. You, right? You, you, can't you want to protect yourself hurt. against the hurt speech. Mm -hmm. And I think they've done that. Mm -hmm. And uh, Good. Yeah. Good. Sure Even have. ISIS or Daesh, when they uh, kill people, they don't, they don't speak hurtfully to them. No. They no. just lop their heads off. Which I'm sure the people, uh, the victims, appreciate. Well, there was one uh, ISIS member who you know, decapitated 47 Christians, but then said mm -hmm. something mildly disrespectful to one of Whoa. the decapitated heads. Oh, my. And uh, uh, he went to prison. Oh, good. He's the only person good. in ISIS prison that's in ISIS. <laughs> like, you know, they have a lot of other people in prison that they're sex slaves and all that other stuff. But um, as far as actual ISIS members going to prison, one mm -hmm. person insulted uh, a disembodied head. Wow. And, oh, my uh, God. You know, it's mild, but still, you don't uh, hurt someone's no, feelings, you don't. even if they're dead. No, you don't. No. Um, by the way, Jonah Goldberg wrote something for a National Review. Um, and I think this is pretty, pretty clear, right? Uh, it seems like last night, or excuse me, like every uh, week, there's a new horror story of political correctness run amok at college campuses. Um, taco bars at sorority fundraisers are considered offensive. A group at Duke University deemed phrases such as man up too horrible to tolerate. <laughs> Many conservatives want to put all the blame on political correctness or cultural Marxism. And I think such ideologies certainly do belong in the dock. Political correctness is now quite old. What has changed are the students. Yes, there's been a lot of ideological indoctrination in which uh, kids are taught that taking offense gives them power. But again, this idea is old. What's new is the way kids are being raised. Free play, tag in the schoolyard, mm. pick up basketball in the park, etc. is a very complicated thing. It requires young people to negotiate rules among themselves without the benefit of some third-party authority figure. These skills are hugely important in life. When parents mm. or teachers short-circuit that process by constantly inter uh, intervening to stop bullying or just make sure that everyone plays nice, uh, the, uh, a, uh, he's talking about a social psychologist, argues, we are taking away a key piece of what makes it possible for free people to be peaceful, cooperative people, by devising bottom-up solutions to a variety of conflicts. And what happens when large numbers of these delicate little flowers are set free to navigate their way through life? They feel unsafe and demand safe spaces. They feel threatened by uncomfortable ideas and demand trigger warnings. They may even want written rules or contracts to help them negotiate sexual relations. That's a scary picture, man. That is a scary picture That's of where we're going. But, but a legitimate you one. It sure is. It's a legitimate one. I mean, we talked about it at the top of the show. That's that's what we're coming to, isn't it? Triple eight seven two seven Beck. More Pat and Stu's on the way.
727 back. It's Pat and Stu. Kind of a interesting story from the nation. Now, isn't that is that a, a liberal publication? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought it was. Um, they're talking about the cold sun rising. Uh, new studies flipping the climate change notions upside down. <clears throat> the sun will go into hibernation mode around 2030, and it's already starting to get sleepy. At the Royal Astronomical Society's annual meeting in July, Professor Valentina Zarkova of Northumbria University in the UK confirmed it. The sun will begin its Mondorminium, Mondorminium, the grand solar minimum, in 15 years. Other scientists had suggested years ago that this change was imminent, but uh, Zarkova's <clears throat> model is said to have near-perfect accuracy. So what is a solar minimum? That yeah, means it's like a minimum, it's like a, a, a mini ice age. And it happened in the 1600s to 1730 or something like that, uh, where the winters are incredibly cold, the summers are a little bit cooler, uh, the growing season is shorter. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was a nasty time because, you know, we didn't have any technology last time this happened. Hopefully, we, you know, technological advances will, will help get through it. But here's the opposite of everything we're being told. Yeah, I, and uh, I'm being told that <clears throat> the nation is a liberal publication. This is just, uh, I guess, a, uh, a news organization from Thailand called the nation. So it's not... Uh, you oh, it's see, not Because you nation. can see okay. this is not a liberal publication. No. It's just a news organization. It's not a conservative one either. It's just a news organization. Which is interesting about this is um, there's a temptation, I think, among conservatives to see things like this and say, yes, nice. <clears throat> I mean, you know, we're proven right here. This is great. This is actually way worse than global warming. We don't want a mini ice age coming. That's yeah. bad, really bad. People die. Mm -hmm. uh, food is harder to uh, continue to grow. Mm -hmm. uh, this, these are not positive developments in our society. Hopefully these guys are wrong. I want Al Gore to be right in comparison to this. Because when you have uh, an issue where you're going into cold temperatures, you're talking about uh, people, like if you're on the verge there's a lot of societies and millions and millions of people around the world that live in societies that are already cold. They, they become uninhabitable, uh, uninhabitable in these situations. Uh, growing seasons, as you pointed out, get shorter. Think of what that means when you're trying to feed billions and billions of people. It's actually terrible. Mm -hmm. Hopefully this is wrong. Um, you know, uh, unlike mm -hmm. people who, who uh, are on Al Gore's side of the argument, I'm not rooting for tragedy. I want people to be able to survive, and I want the best thing to happen that's possible. Many ice ages are not good yeah, for, for it, human this beings. This is coming from a guy who's uh, got a space heater sitting right behind him no. uh, in the chair there. Yeah. See, there's the... Uh, <laughs> so, yes. Is he afraid of the cold? Yes. I'm really cold. Uh, I mean, this is from a guy who can't stand the chilly temperatures in this studio. Yeah, no, it's freezing. So, here. yes, Stu is in a massive studio. panic over the Monder minimum. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, it, and it is because it, it is a problem because the growing season is shorter. Uh, crops grow less. Uh, easily, uh, sometimes not at all. In northern climates, uh, you're, you're not going to be growing much at all. Uh, that, that's what happened in the, in the late 1600s and early 1700s because of this Maunder minimum. And so it isn't a good thing. And, and it's just, it's, it's nice to say, hey, you guys don't know what the hell you're talking about. You can't even decide if we're told there's consensus Part of you are saying that it's going to be so hot we can't stand it. The others are predicting a mini ice age. Yeah, it's and come on, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It is. I mean, it's the only thing that can save it at this point, ludicrous, is John Kerry. That's the only thing. It's the only thing. It's the only really? thing. There's a there's a chasm. Mm -hmm. 
that uh, there's a chasm <laughs> like the one I stood in front of in Israel and and I shouted out across that chasm Stu as you know I shouted this I shouted and I meant that, and I, uh, I'll say it again someday. Good. Yeah. Good. And so that's why I'm in Paris right now trying to negotiate a treaty, which is not a treaty. It's not a treaty, by the way. Uh, as, as all the things that uh, Obama seems to do, they're not actual things. They're not actual treaties. They're not actually binding. We just have to do them. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you understand that distinction, uh, good for you. The EU and other countries have long argued that uh, the accord due to be reached next month should be an international treaty with legally binding measures to cut emissions. But in an interview with the Financial no, Time, Times, Kerry insisted the agreement was definitely not going to be a treaty. And, of course, the reason is we actually uh, take treaties seriously, and you need support from uh, other branches of government to get them done here. In other places, of course, when you've got a king, you just sign the treaty. Mm -hmm. uh, we actually have uh, checks and balances in this country, which, of course, Kerry hates. So, uh, you know, he's got to say it's not binding. So it, it, this will be like Kyoto, you know, which meant nothing, virtually. And nobody abided by it. Was there one country that abided by Kyoto protocols? Uh, you know, they all, a lot of big countries signed on to it. They signed on to it, yeah. yes. And but did anybody abide by it? Well, I don't, I don't uh, think anybody uh, did. The Soviet Union. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Know, uh, the Russia. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not to, you know. I'm saying the Soviet <clears throat> Union because it was essentially communist. But uh, Russia uh, did because they had a, a collapse of their country. What they did. This is the greatest thing they did because the Soviet Union is actually the right way to say it because the 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 Kyoto Agreement was 1997, 1998, mm -hmm. and they said they needed to have a reduction <clears throat> of CO2 levels. Um, now, when you say that, if you sign an agreement in 1997 or 1998, I can't remember which one it was. Was it 97 or 97? Um, when you sign an agreement in 1997 and it says you need to cut emissions, what would you say the basis of that cut would be? You, start, you sign it in 1997, wouldn't you say we need to cut by 20% by uh, from our 1997 levels, right? Mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. That's the way that would be a sensible way of trying to delineating what you would do. A sensible way. Right. What they did was say we're going to cut our emissions from 1992 levels. Or 1991, 1990 levels, I think it was. Point of that being that it was when the Soviet Union still existed. So they got the benefit of a giant collapse of one of the world powers so that they, the Soviet emissions dropped dramatically because the society fell apart. Right. So they were, got right. This, they, they were able to pad their numbers to make it look like they were, trying to get, they were getting closer. Even with that, they still missed them. Uh, most of the countries in Europe were missing them until you see things like um, uh, financial uh, ruin. When you have uh, economic collapse, you tend to hit emissions targets. Because emission targets are a thing that indicate um, you're uh, not doing well. That you're not doing well when, when you're <laughs> when, when your society is growing and things are going well and economic activity is increasing and people's lives are getting better. Mm -hmm. You use more power. You use more fossil fuels. Uh, when you have a society in collapse, like the Soviet Union, you're able to actually cut their emissions. And environmentalists look at that as a positive. Wow, we cut our emissions. Well, good. You know what? You can cut them to zero if you go back to the Stone Age. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's like a human body. You cut a lot of your CO2 uh, expenditure when you're dead. Mm -hmm. When you're no longer breathing, you do almost none. Almost no CO2 comes well, out Well, except of for the, the, the decomposition of your body. Okay, except for but that. And it. then eventually that stops. And then that stops completely. completely. So, yeah. 
So that's Jeff, you should try that out. I mean, just for the environment, you know. You ever thought of that? You ever thought of a? Uh, you were just talking about people being dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. like you should, if you know, for the environment. I mean, obviously, we want you to be around, but if you were to not be alive, that would be better for the environment. Have you thought about that at all? Think well, about I, it right, right now. Think <laughs> about it. Think about it. maybe by the end of the show. You're selfish pig. You know? You've never thought of that. You are so selfish. Oh my gosh. Just well, I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to create a safe space here for us, yep. where he's not in it. Um, so if you could go to a different room. That'd be great right now because we we need to we need a space where we can f heal and be vulnerable yeah, and I, real. I think what he's saying is get out. So, mm -hmm. but I'm just, I'm just <laughs> over here. I'm not. It's a big room. No, but it, no, we need more space. There is at least a metal heal. divider. Thank you. That desk. Uh, thankfully, there is, but uh, Wait, I, can I don't know that that's enough. Of it. I don't know that's enough. I, I'm not feeling vulnerable enough <laughs> with him here. Um, all right. Uh, speaking of this global warming stuff, it, it's only the early part of November, and already they've had a blinding uh, snowstorm in the Sierra Mountains, paying off for resorts, adding some hope for uh, drought conditions that have been going on there. Everything is blinding white, fresh white snow, according to Alex Hoon, meteorologist for the Weather Service. It was beautiful. A series of storms has, has left a large swath of Sierra Nevada with a blanket of snow. Something of a surreal sight after four years of drought. Mm. So, you know, what does that tell you? That there's cycles of weather? No. That tells no? you that uh, the globe is warping. <laughs> yeah, but it snowed. Right. And it's look at that. Look, 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 look at the, uh, look, you see it on the, see? on the side over there, like underneath the cable car? Yeah. You see like sort of like, it's blurry <laughs> over there? Yeah. That's, that's smoke coming off as the, as the snow is so hot, it's burning. It's like when you put the you know, snow is on fire. Yeah, like when you look at like a above a grill and it mm -hmm. like like looks all wavy because it's so oh, hot. Yeah. yeah. That's what that is. Oh wow. It's hot snow. That's kind of scary. Hot. Think, think about it. Hot snow would would melt, wouldn't it? And then it wouldn't be snow anymore. You know what? If it wasn't for weather you know. weirding, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> now we don't know what's going. That tells you how screwed up things are. Social media filled with photos of snowplow skiing and landmark peaks, Yosemite dusted with snow. 36 inches of snow was dumped on Mammoth Summit wow. in two days. Uh, folks at slightly lower elevations saw up to 20 inches. Lake Tahoe got as much as a foot of snow. So forecasters say it was one of the biggest storms the region has seen in several years. That's great. That is. That's great. But... Does it matter to the global warmists? No, no of course they not. don't care. Uh, no, they don't care. No. They'll, they'll find some way to. Well, it just shows how weird it is. It shouldn't. Sh it, it shouldn't snow in November. Well, yeah, Wait, in the mountains it, it can. Yeah, and, and actually, it snowing in yeah. November is pretty normal. For yeah, it the is northern, pretty pretty uh, normal. Um, it's already snowed like three times in in Montana. Yeah. Well, this is this is the bizarre thing they'll complain about now. That this is a big storm. It's too big. We're yes. More <laughs> frequent uh, storms like this. Yeah. It's terrible. Um, uh, it's funny because uh, I mean, you do remember uh, the documentary Jaws? Yes. Okay. Now, in this documentary, mm -hmm. a terrible uh, shark um, would, would eat uh, people and, mm -hmm. and such. Mm -hmm. and, and then it, there, it went on for a while. In fact, there, at, at one point, um, this shark started following people around the globe. Oh, yeah, it that was it personal. Like. This time, it's this time, personal. This time, it's personal. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, you'd think that, hey, you know, it would be great if, we, if the sharks weren't as big. Because mm -hmm. yeah, then they could, you know, maybe they nibble at your toes. Um, right. You know, maybe they uh, nibble at your nose. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> a lot like Jack Frost. Well, that looks similar to Jack Frost. Yes, yeah. that, that is, it is similar. Yeah. Um, but a new report by um, uh, the uh, University of Adelaide's uh, Environment Institute. Uh, I showed, used to work there. 
months ago. You did? Yeah. Yeah. Am I pronouncing that right? University of Adelaide? Yes, you are. Mm -hmm. In Australia? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's yes. where, where, what did you do? What did you I did a lot of research for him. Oh, really? Yeah. What, uh, what, what, what building were you in when you were? Three. Building three. <laughs> were you there too? <laughs> no, I'm just curious. I no. was not there. Okay. But you were in building three. Yeah, building three. Uh, what, where, yeah. where? Jeffy worked there for a time as well. <laughs> really? Yeah. I did. They didn't have building three when I worked there, though. Oh, okay. It was, yeah, it was just a couple of buildings. <laughs> You just walk back and forth. You know? Elliot, two buildings, yeah. and your, your job description was you walked back and forth. That's a good place to work. Oh, wow. It seems yeah. like it, except for all the walking. That's actually, you don't want that job. That's how we lost 100 pounds, though, wasn't uh, it? Yeah. 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 And okay. then, in fact, mm -hmm. I fought for three buildings, so I wouldn't have to walk as much. That seems like you walk more. No, there's an extra you building. Kick everybody in one no, building. they said if you, when we get the third building, you could just stay in that one. <laughs> really? Yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> Which is why I didn't have to walk back and forth. <laughs> this seems like, a, why did you leave the job? For this. Oh, okay. I came directly That's, here. That's uh, not, yeah. not a good idea. Uh, researchers studied uh, Port Jackson sharks mm. in climate change conditions mm -hmm. in large tanks with natural habitat and prey over seven months, they found that the sharks took much longer to find their food or in some cases mm. did not even bother trying. So they made lazy sharks is what oh, happened. Oh, no. Uh, studies uh, leader, um, associate professor, uh, did you know Ivan Nagelkirkin? Uh, Nagelkirkin? Oh, Nagelkirkin? Is yeah, that, I don't know. His name was <laughs> Nagelkirkin? It wasn't Nagelkirkin. No. It, it was, was Nagelkirkin. Did yeah, you know him, Jeffy? She was... I was it's actually attracted to to uh, Kirkin for a while. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Let me read. Even the though quote. she weighs four hundred and eighty pounds. <laughs> right, let me just read the quote. Uh, yeah, she refused from, to walk. Can I read a quote from Kirkin? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, sure. We actually found long-term exposure. <laughs> These sharks grew much smaller because they couldn't find enough food to sustain <laughs> the higher energy demands. He said. <laughs> <laughs> well. He was a she back then. Who wrote oh, this? Story? But I knew he was, was feeling a little gender fluid. <laughs> it's Ivan Nagelkirk. Yeah. Ivan. But he went even, by Yvonne. I will say, right? I, know, I didn't even know that uh, Yvonne wanted to be Ivan. I know. Right? Yeah, right? It was that, only when Building 3 came around that I, I think guess started so. questioning. Does this not prove you're not sexist? You're this right. This is a yes. high level scientific study. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. With a person named Ivan, and you thought it was a girl. <laughs> well, originally, Ivan was. A girl. Uh, when yes. We, when we a, knew yes, originally. Ivan. Is this supposed to be a problem that climate change might make, make sharks, smaller sharks by yeah, worse hunters? I'm okay with that. What do I care? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. That's a circle uh, of life. Then they can't get me, right? <laughs> right. If they're a worse hunter, they can't get me. Also, you could live in northern Texas, and it would be difficult for them to get you. Well... That's kind of true. It's another it? option. But, I mean, I know you're probably thinking about going back any time to the to user, University, University of Adelaide. Adelaide. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very I possible. mean, there is an opportunity for us to mm -hmm. be a part of, I mean, we saw the documentaries. There was a couple of them now, Sharknados. Right. And Gosh, if there's smaller right. sharks. Wow, maybe they'll be carried right. more in, inland. Oh, my. That's, very, that's a very good point, Jeff. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're a scientist, you know. You work at well. a, you worked at a university all that time, building two and one, <laughs> the walking back and forth between them. <laughs> uh, maybe you'll get a little bit more accurate information in historical conquest. What do you think, Pat? Oh, uh, I think Plus, definitely. Mm -hmm. I think definitely. This is you a really cards, huh? yeah. I do have some cards from uh, uh, historical conquest, a journey through time. They're they're really nice cards. Your kids are going to learn a ton. Um, things like you know they'll tell you about Woodrow Wilson, uh, Glenn's favorite. 
uh, uh, president of all time. Evil. Uh, this is the gunfight of OK Corral. They got Doc Holliday, then, you know, uh, silver mining, Virgil uh, Earp, or Wyatt Earp, Wyatt. as some people would call him. Ike Clanton, uh, Captain Joseph Hurst. I mean, on and on and on. You'll learn about all these historical figures. And each of these uh, boxes contains a different series of, of uh, historical figures. Like yeah. the First Crusade. Find out oh. about the Christian Church um, and and the Holy Lands and all of that stuff. What's really cool really about this is interesting you're stuff. playing a game with with your kids or whatever, and you're actually learning mm -hmm. uh, uh, these things. And they're more importantly, they're learning these things, and they're actually having <laughs> fun doing it using um, real figures. Yeah, we're using real figures, and there's an actual game to it too. You can see here uh, the artwork is amazing. You see, kind of you kind of get a sense of it here by this by this picture here. Uh, but, like, they spent a lot of time making this really cool and making yeah. a learning about these things fun and interesting to the point where you're going to have your kids asking you to learn about history. They took That's this, pretty cool. took this game to homeschool conventions, and it sold out immediately. People went nuts for it, uh, and with good reason. And uh, they're not Common Core compliant. So no. get this now. BringHistoryToLife.com is where you can go and get this game. It's awesome. Blaze viewers get an additional 10% discount, too. So it's really fun. It's educational. It'll teach your kids while you spend some really good quality time, have a nice family night with them, and support a great American company. Uh, this is an awesome Christmas gift for the whole family. BringHistoryToLife.com. Go there right now. things uh, that's great about having a big government, a big bloated government, is that you get to study really fun things that you otherwise wouldn't be able to. You, you get to provide uh, some I interesting infrastructure for things that otherwise wouldn't have, like turtles, get tunnels. It's really cool. I mean, it's, this is why a big government is so important. You could take $460,809 and spend it on watching preschoolers play outside. Now, that might, might sound a little creepy, but it isn't because well, it's the government doing mm -hmm. it. I mean, it know? was sponsored by NAMBLA, which was a very <coughs> strange uh, <laughs> partnership. Kind of a weird tie-in. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and the thing I will say about this, it seems ridiculous mm -hmm. to spend $460,000 to watch preschoolers uh, play outside. I get it. Mm -hmm. uh, however, you have to understand how rare it is to find that. <laughs> um, preschoolers <laughs> never want to go outside and play. Mm -hmm. It's almost impossible to see or find an right. example of it. So a lot of the money is spent just searching and trying to find an environment in which that could possibly occur. It's like finding a wildebeest in in uh, Manhattan. Right. You know, and walking down it's Avenue in the Americas. It's not going to happen. Pretty rare. So I mean, well, uh, Jeffy did work there for a while. And they thought he was a wildebeest, and then we had to say, no, nah, it's no, just No, yeah, don't hunt him. He's, a, he's just, just a person. Jeffy. He's just a person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the ultimate goal of the study. That's what they thought. Oh, yeah. yeah. We had a big conversation with the, with the government of New York. Yeah. Pat and I had to go in and testify and say, no, this is an actual person. <laughs> and, uh, and we showed pictures. They're like, no, we're talking about this. Yeah. And they showed pictures of you, and we're, we're like, like, yeah, no, I, know, I know. I know. It doesn't I know. look like. But it's, uh, no, he, he works well, with I, us. I guess, yeah. I mean, thank you. <laughs> and they, they asked, you, you he trained that? And we're like, well, no, kind of. Not really, I mean, no. Um, <laughs> uh, but I already said thank you. Right. No, and, and that's the thing is people a lot of times will say, you guys are tough on Jeffy. But look at this. We went to the freaking Michael Bloomberg oh, and said, hey. We went to the wall for Don't him. hunt our friend. Right. 
he's he's a uh, he's not a he's not a he's beast. not a he's a, he's a man. <laughs> he's not an animal. He's a human being. Uh, okay. Uh, I love that line. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen an uh, elephant man. You ever seen mm. that? Yeah, I, I, it was creeping me out when I was a kid. So I never really. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get the, the uplifting thing of it. It just scared me. <laughs> I didn't get the uplifting message. It, it actually terrified me. I remember yeah. that being, and it was like, <clears throat> scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. Really? Yeah, like it was, uh, what year did that come out, Jeffy, do you know? That'd be early 80s, right? Yeah. Early I mean, to mid. It, I, I, that's about the time it would scare the hell yeah. out of me. Uh, I would think, yeah. Hmm. All right, the ultimate goal of this study, though, is to create an intervention that will result in the kids exercising more. Project again cost four hundred and sixty thousand eight hundred nine dollars okay uh also <clears throat> the feds uh, and another benefit obviously of having a big fat bloated government they have so much money they decided to spend two and a half million more dollars on mindfulness intervention for kindergartners M mindfulness intervention what is that you might say <laughs> you're so stupid <laughs> That's uh, creating a place where kids can go to calm spots in the corner to watch nature videos. What? So we're doubling down on this nonsense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. National Institutes of Health has spent uh, over $100 million studying the New Age meditation technique, but it's not the only federal agency pouring federal funding mm -hmm. into mindfulness. The yeah, Education Department has introduced a calm classroom program into 3,000 schools. That's the healing space. Yeah. It's a healing space. It's exactly what it is. Agonizing. Program involves classrooms doing mindfulness activities three times a day. Three times a day? I, look, are you kidding? I'm sending my kid to, uh, to school, and three times a day you're interrupting the learning for mindfulness? But don't go outside <laughs> and play on the Right, bars. right. Well, there's going to be creepy <clears throat> government officials out there watching you. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what, what does this include? Exercises that, it, that guide your breathing with your eyes closed, stretching, yoga-inspired poses, mm, body scan vis visualizations. Here. They focus on external objects and social mindfulness, which exercises involve uh, peer interaction. I, is look, there any way we survive any of this? I don't know. I mean, look, it's fine. Seriously? They can do that. No, it's not fine. You know, it's not no, fine. It's not but fine. three times a day? Three no, times a day. No, it's not Zero fine. times a day. The problem is we all say, all right, well, I mean, if they did it once, right. fine. But, and then they do it once. And then we say, well, if they do it twice, fine. Well, they did it twice. It is called the Overton Window. Right. And uh, that is where we're going. And By it's the way, already in 3,000 schools. Right. 3,000 schools are doing this. Um, can we also point out, uh, by the way, I don't know if anyone wants to address the elephant in the room here. Jeffy? We already addressed him. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah. No, that was it. <laughs> now, uh, uh, the, the elephant in the room being that, uh, you know, we have uh, $460,000 going to watching preschoolers outdoors. Mm -hmm. We have been warned very specifically about the pedophile government in the past. Oh, that's true. Uh, we have been true. warned. Uh, that's true. Where are the men, first of all? Right. Uh, we have been but, warned. Uh, we have been warned by <laughs> Alex yeah. Jones. Right. Uh, that right. if we, with the fluorides in the water, right, the GMOs, and fluoride, and the GMOs, and, and the, right. and the pedophile, pedophile government, government um, grabbing kids at the airport. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. think about it. I put that up on my Facebook uh, last night because somebody <laughs> asked about it because we did something on radio. That's right. And uh, so I threw it up on Facebook, and uh, um, 
uh, it's that's that's a funny segment. Oh my god, it's so good <laughs> to watch it too. Is really yeah, it's, yeah it's, you forget it's, how good it is. You forget how carried away he got, and uh, you need to be reminded. Yeah, uh, yes. Uh, and there's some things going on in this world, like the pedophile government, like the GMO. Well, this is proof of it. I guarantee this on, on, uh, on his show today, this will be proof of it. Yes. Probably. Of course, I will never Probably. find out because I will not watch or listen or <laughs> no, whatever he does. Whatever medium he's on, I don't know. But whatever he does, mm-hmm. I, will not be, I will not be in attendance today, unfortunately. But that's the type of thing you'd think he's going to tie in. It's the pedophile government. I got a couple of comments that like, why can't you guys just get along and I'll work together? With Alex Jones? No. Uh, no, no. I, I don't know that people understand who that guy is. Uh, you mean the guy who uh, was blaming George Bush for bringing down the Twin Towers? Yes, that guy. Mm-hmm. That guy. The guy who is the founder of that theory, as far as I can, that w- I trace it to him. I mean, I really believe that came from him. Everything is a conspiracy to him. I mean, everything. There is Every nothing that shooting, happens. Yeah, nothing. Everything. All flash, false flags. There are no real flags. Right. Not one. <laughs> There's never been Seriously. a flag. If if you believe there is Islamic terrorism, he doesn't. He doesn't. That is all brought on by the government. That's all brought on to, to increase wars against people and for the military-industrial complex and that whole thing. Oh, you don't even want to go down that rabbit hole. Plus, he lies about us all the time. Does he? All the time. I mean, he did in the past. I don't know. We're, we're liberals right. to him. We're liberals to Alex Jones. So because I, we don't believe George Bush brought down the Twin Towers. And we don't believe Barack Obama uh, was born in Kenya. Sorry. I mean, you know, so sue us. Triple eight seven two seven back more patents too. There's another conspiracy theory about Star Wars that we're gonna have to address coming back on the other side. Okay, and, and this needs to be addressed. I don't think right I like here. this one. Is this the one we've talked about? Jeffy Jabba the Hutt. We want we want to oh, know. There's no conspiracy <laughs> there. We know the answer to that. Well, I think I think Jabba is way it. too. Good. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's a, uh, a necessary way when you've got like a furball in your throat. Mm-hmm. Pat, I was just, just eating just a cat and uh, got some of the cat kitten. hair try. Kitten. To yeah, right, right. It was a kitten. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven back. Okay, here's a big fan theory that I'm I'm very concerned about. I don't I don't like it. I don't I don't want it to happen. If it does, I'm going to be upset. Uh, maybe Luke Skywalker in the upcoming Star Wars movie is on the dark side. You think that's possible? Ooh. Yeah, because somebody looks at the mask in, right. in one of the promos that we've seen. Yeah. And I, I understand there's a new one out, so we should probably play that. Uh, but uh, somebody looks at the, at the old Darth Vader mask and says, what does he say? I will, I will I continue will, what you started or yeah, finish yeah. what you started. The speculation is that maybe that's Luke. Maybe he's the guy who says that. That's Kylo Ren? Is that the way you pronounce it? Yes. Okay, so Kylo Ren is uh, uh. the bad guy in this movie. Uh, here are the reasons, because um, this, uh, this site, I guess, is, is saying that they don't think it's true. 
Um, oh, good. They're saying, um, first of all, Kylo Ren already confirmed to be played by Adam Driver. Pictures okay. of Adam Driver. Uh, then uh, it can't surfaced. be uh, Mark What's-His-Face. Uh, right. right. Mm -hmm. okay. In the movie trailer, Kylo Ren's body shape looks just like Adam Driver and not Mark Hamill. I don't know how. Okay, good. You might be too into the movies at that point. If you know the body yes. shape of, of Mark Hamill. And yes, Daniel. or you might be something else. But there's nothing wrong with the other thing. You know, because um, it's a, whatever. What, a Jedi? Y yes. Yeah. Um, in the movie trailer, Kylo Ren, uh, excuse me, in, in, uh, it would be very unrealistic for an old Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill, to be the CGI edited into a lean Kylo Ren body shape. It's like saying, like, if we had a lot mm -hmm. of technology, maybe we could uh, <clears throat> CGI Jeffy. Into like looking like he only weighed like five hundred no, pounds. So there is no technology available that would do that. So obviously they're not going to do that on Star Wars, right? And the last thing uh, they're doing to disprove this theory is Adam Driver has done multiple interviews already with his fellow Star Wars cast to promote The Force Awakens, so he's obviously in the movie. So shut up about Luke Skywalker being on the dark side. That wouldn't ruin it. And I think J.J. Nope. Abrams know. knows that. There's Come some, on! There's some other... He uh, knows that. I don't know. Now that we know the reasons that Luke wouldn't be Kylo, let's look at some reason why people think otherwise. All right. As we can see, many minor characters are pictured, but not Luke Skywalker. Right. Yep. This is Notice intriguing that. because Luke narrates one of the teaser trailers, mm -hmm. and we see a brief scene where Luke's hand appears to be resting on R2-D2. Mark Hamill is also the second credit for actors on the poster. This begs the question, why do we see R2-D2 on the poster and not Luke, Luke Skywalker? Skywalker right? mm -hmm. huh. If we go to StarWars.com and look for character information, Luke Skywalker is not included. Mm. We do, however, see Kylo Ren pictured with a description, a dark warrior strong with the forks, force. Uh, Kylo Ren commands First Order missions with a temper as fiery as his unconventional lightsaber. Other details from the teasers mm. have also compelled conspirators to believe that Kylo Ren is Luke Skywalker. The way Ren picks up and admires Vader's helmet as he expresses his desire to finish what, the, what Vader had started uh, makes people speculate that he's Luke. There's also the fact that he, we never see Luke's face in the trailers. We see Luke's hand, but never his face. Could that be because he's Ren? Mm, well, no, we no, I'm going to say no. I don't think so. I don't think they're going to do that. Mm -mm. I don't think they would make him a bad guy. I think it's possible he's dead or something. You know, like he's he mm -hmm. dies in it. I could definitely see that happening. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't think that he'd be a bad guy. You know, it's like you know if you were to take a someone you liked and and then they turn out to be allies with Jeffy, for example. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That would so, just be, it would be devastating. You couldn't like him anymore? No, you couldn't no. like him anymore. You would say, this person, in fact, I don't even like the whole series. I don't like life anymore. If someone you were really close to, a family member or something, respected Jeffy in any way, I would look down on that person because yeah. of that right. activity. Right? right. You're with right. me on that, right? Yes. But can we get a close-up of, uh, of the poster? Um, you, see, you see this uh, person... Right here, that's Kylo Ren, right? Yeah. This guy right here. Yeah, was, uh, uh, right there. this guy right there is Kylo Ren. This, I'm thinking, is going to be Luke's daughter or Leia's daughter. Maybe that's Luke. Okay. Or maybe, maybe, maybe he identifies now as he a, identifies like a, as, a as a hot woman. This guy is a, uh, a powerful Jedi, supposedly, and a uh, stormtrooper as well. Black stormtrooper, and people had problem with that because they were clones, right? They were Stop. white clones. But, I mean, they could have changed. It's been years. Uh, this person, I, I don't know who that is. <laughs> That's uh, Eric. That's Eric? Yep. 
Eric, uh, he's an accountant. Is that <laughs> Eric Stoltz, the guy who was going to be in Back to the Future? I don't know what his name is as an actor, but he, oh. uh, his character name is yeah, Eric. He's Eric. an accountant for the Empire. <laughs> <laughs> he's an Empire yeah. accountant? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's, a, mm -hmm. yeah, that's cool. And I don't know who this is. Uh, and there's C-3PO right there. And this is some new little character. And uh, yeah, R2-G2 in there, too. And here's, Luke is here. He's, uh, he's piloting <laughs> this ship right there. So he is in the poster. I don't want to hear about it anymore. Okay? Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear about it. Wow. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven back. Don't you think him, Luke being a bad guy would give it a, no. a different twist and feel good about it? Well, would it be a different I, twist? Yes. I would actually usually no. like those types of things. Too. It's it's a little too much in this one, though. Like, I always, it you is. know, I would it's not too have shocking. Minded, you know, Jack Bauer dying at some point in 24. It would have been an amazing season. However, it probably ruins the series. Yeah. Like after that, you're yeah. probably like, eh, I don't really care anymore. Right. Um, where with this, it's like you're taking a good guy and turning him into a bad guy. He's been, and he's been a good That's guy tough. forever. That's yeah. really tough. Now, could they be killed off, though, in this movie? Yeah, because they're getting super old. And yeah, it's time. I and mean, they don't actually time. want to pay Mark Hamill anymore. Right. Yeah, and, I mean, you know, he's, he's changed so much that he doesn't look like Luke anymore. So, I mean... Um, do they all get in shape for this role, by the way? I would think the one they want I've to kill off more than anybody is Leia, because she's kind of nutty. She's nutty. You know, she's nutty, and they want her out of those movies, and they don't have to deal with her. Seems like she lost a lot of weight. Though She went through a time when she was, you know, yeah, lar uh, a little bit bigger. Large. Uh, you know, like plus size like we are. Like when I, you know. Uh, like Jeffy. Like, for instance. Some, some, look, some of us go through some hard times. <laughs> yeah. Right, and you, you're kind of like all, eternally. You need to. In a hard right. time, I guess. You'll give and then, those people a little break. From time. And Harrison Ford's costing a lot of money. But this is a great transitional movie where they can bring along the new characters, hopefully get us to like them. Yep. And, and uh, get married the to them, kill off or <laughs> retire all the old people and then move on. I think they'll keep Harrison around for a while. They might. he's the one that actually obviously had a career after he this. He must cost a fortune. Uh, They're going to be paying him $20, 25000000 million to do this, also, right? Also, it's harder and harder, like... He doesn't pull these things off anymore. No, he like doesn't. Harrison Ford went for a long time when he, he, he was a superstar. Yep. And mm -hmm. even after that, his movies were good for a while. And it, it, lately, I, it, mm. I don't know if it's the Indiana Jones mm. Crystal Skull thing mm. or whatever. Like, since then, and in that general area... Because he he's tried so to pull off characters bad. he shouldn't be pulling off. It doesn't work anymore. Yeah. No. He should you be know. pulling off different... Han should be, like, you know, head of the... He should be, like, a president character. You know yes. what I mean? At this point, no, he's no longer the badass guy. He needs to be like a guy who's just like, hey, you, over there. I'm sitting in my chair. You should go do some battles. It's going to be interesting be to see how, <laughs> yeah. what, what they have him doing for all these years. What, what will be his deal? Did he stop being a rogue, or is he still a rogue? And, you know, he's like a 1,000 years old, and he's still that wacky rogue from before. Right. That's what I think they might try, which I don't know. <laughs> that um, won't work. Oddly enough, the, the plot calls for him to open up six Taco Bueno franchises. And uh, it seems like is a weird... Odd. Wow. On Tatooine? Rogue. Yeah, on Tatooine. Yeah, well, Tatooine? Yeah, ta yeah. I, you know they won't work there. The planet's too desolate. It's, it is. Yeah. It and is. it's not diverse enough. <laughs> no, it's not. They hate Mexicans. Trump runs it, I've heard. Uh, he became president. Uh, so that's a weird, it's, again, a weird uh, couple of twists in the yeah. Star Wars plot. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently somebody took out a full-page ad in The Hollywood Reporter <laughs> like uh, trying to pitch a Die Hard sequel. Independent film writer and producer named Eric uh, Wilkinson bought a full-page ad to try to pitch an idea for a Die Hard sequel. Uh, it was noticed by people on Twitter Framed as an open letter to Bruce Willis. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah. A weird idea. 
Um, and he, this is a, here's a quote um, where the plot gets good. Um, the one thing the terrorists didn't count on was the one man who is always in the wrong place at the wrong time. And when it comes to John McClane, uh-huh. old habits. Die, die hard. hard. Think about it. Oh. I love this series, but no way is Bruce coming back for that. He just did one a couple of years ago, right? That was his last one. Yeah, the, yeah that was a really, really poorly. Went back reviewed. to Russia, got the son. Yeah, the one before that, "Live Free or Die Hard," was the daughter, and that was good. That one was pretty good. I mean, it was good. absolutely ridiculous, but it was good. Like the part where like he's what fighting the, the hell are you was that was the about? one with like the helicopter. Didn't he launch tur- the car into a helicopter yes. in that one? Yes, from the from a parking from, garage. So no, it was not from a parking garage. Stupid. It was from the tunnel. It was from a tunnel to a helicopter that they were controlling. Okay, come on. So Sorry. He, okay. Whoa. He Sorry. rolled out of the car, went up the, Did you write went the up the concrete ramp. It, it could have happened. Don't tell me it was ridiculous. <laughs> it could have happened. Don't tell me it was ridiculous. And he got he got hurt a little bit doing it too. Did he? Out of the car. So, Did he? Yeah. I don't want to hear it. Okay. Okay. That's a <laughs> wow. Whoa. whoa. Never in human history has a car run into a. Op- an operating That's because no one has had to do it, but if there was right. someone that was right. going to take over the Someone as talented as John McClane. Can we address for a moment that we've called Jeffy pretty much every horrible thing on the planet? Like, every name we can come up with. We, we innovate every day to come up with a new way to call him something awful. Mm-hmm. Yet he's incredibly inf- offended that we would say Die Hard. <laughs> the ninth <laughs> sequel of Die Hard was unrealistic. <laughs> this is where he draws the line. Yeah. Um, uh, by the way, John McClane, I was watching, um, because of uh, this story, we were, we were talking about it yesterday. And uh, I watched part of... Uh, Die Hard with, with a vengeance. the Vengeance, right? Love it. Because there was one scene that I always thought was amazing in that movie. It's very early in the film. The terrorists come out and they say, uh, hey, you know, they're targeting John McClane. They want to screw with him. And they say, you, we're either going to blow up a school, I think it was, yes. or we're, you have to go down to the middle of the most dangerous area of Harlem and wear like a, a, you know, a sandwich board sort of a protest thing um, that says, um, I hate the N-word. So... I hate N-words, right? Mm-hmm. And stand in the middle of Harlem where right. there happened to be some residents there of, uh, that maybe would we be offended by such very things. Very bad right. So he goes down there and Samuel L. Jackson's in his in it. And there's, I was watching, first of all, the scene is just, it's just a great it's scene a great of a scene. movie. It's yes. just like, it's so intense. And Samuel L. Jackson is so good in I it. Know. And Willis is pretty good in it too, although I never understood why he wouldn't actually be saying, hey, uh, yeah, I know. Here. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't, um, He's kind of a jerk to Samuel Jackson, who's sort of trying to protect him. He, I don't remember the details as to why. Do you, Jeffy? Why was he like? He, well, he, he may have been hungover as well, but I'm just, yes, I, he was right. And, yeah, but and, and Samuel, uh, he tried to tell him, "Look, I'm a police officer, get out of here." He's yeah. trying to save his life. Right, but that's a, was, that's after he, he starts off with like, ah, "Get out of my face!" Like he's kind of just like, "Get out of my face." Anyway, this scene goes on for a few minutes, and it's a really intense and it's a great scene because there's a. Uh, you know, a, a gang of, uh, you know, people come by, that come by and they're like, hey, uh, you know, they, they give him a hard time yeah. and, and threaten to kill him, essentially, uh, which may very well happen if you were to do such a thing. Yes. Um, the point, though, is there's no way they make that movie today. Mm-mm. First of all, it doesn't say N-word. It, the side today would say, I hate N-words. Right. <laughs> because you couldn't actually show the word on the screen. Like noun. N- now, yes. That's a word I hate. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, it, it, it actually says the word. You can see the word on the sign. The word is said multiple times. They're going back and forth on each other. Mm-hmm. And it, you today they would say, how dare you? 
Are yes. you trying to say that black people yes. are violent? We're going to have to are create a, a safe space where we can heal. Yeah. Samuel was great in yeah. that with his, oh, with his so nephews and teaching them why do we do that because we, we don't want to help. We, wanna, we don't want to trust a white man. We don't want to count on the white man. And then they go to leave and the kids, uncle, you need to come and see this. <laughs> it's a white man. I've already I've seen one before. Yeah, I've seen not, one before. Is his not like this. <laughs> not like this, you haven't. <laughs> uh, they were right on that. Yeah, so their analysis really was, was accurate. So, All right. There you go. Uh, 888-727-BECK is the phone number. Back with more uh, Pat and Stu and Fat mm -hmm. in just a moment. I'm sorry, what was that? Pat and Stu. It's an English show. Oh, okay. You see it all over the monitor and stuff. Look, it's, it's coming up on the screen. Anytime. Ford really feels about doing Indiana Jones 5. So there's been four, right? Crystal oh Skull gosh. was four. It was number four. Now I, the first three were good. We're in the, we're in the realm of movies here. Except for Temple of Doom. I didn't like that one. I thought that was still okay. It I, was okay. Yeah. It was not Crystal Skull. No. I'll first, say the first that. and third. The first one was the best one. Uh, yes. The yes, third one course. was pretty good. I really the liked it. The second one I liked, even though it, was, it got a little cheesy, yeah. but yeah. I still liked yeah. it. The fourth one was seriously one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Honestly, was uh, it, done by major people. Yeah, it had to be the worst yeah. done by super credible, big time people. And I mean, it wasn't The Room. So which I interviewed the, one of the guys who did a documentary on the movie The Room that came out in the '90s, which yeah. is uh, holy crap! You have to see that movie. It is so awful. We should actually really? play some of that interview on the show. It'd be fun because it, 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 because we go through and show some of the scenes and and mm -hmm. it's so bad you have to see it. So it wasn't that because it, that guy made it on his own, right? Like it was a horrible movie that he actually put mm -hmm. his own money into and it was really bad. This is freaking Indiana Jones, mm -hmm. and normally I would say one I, of the know, most beloved franchises yeah, of all time. It ruined. The franchise. It for honestly me. did. Seriously. Me too. Like, normally I would say, no, I don't want a fifth sequel with a 90 year old as Indiana Jones. I actually do. Save it. Give it another world. You can't hurt it any more than you did with Crystal Skull. It can't yeah, get worse. You've already worse. ruined the credibility. You've already though. ruined the series. Yeah. Uh, give it another shot. Maybe you can bring it back. So, what does Ford say about it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to do another Indiana Jones. A character that has a history and a potential kind of a rollicking good movie ride for the audience. Steven Spielberg is a director. What's not to like? And he's right, except for the last one. Yeah. There's, a lot There's a lot not to like. Not to like. It ruined it. And it just spoiled it. But, you know, maybe they could redeem themselves. I don't know. And he's so old now. He's, was, I don't know, 72, 73. But like, you, this is where you put him back in the, he's a professor again. He's you know, maybe got a couple of young and students. And his son does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, move, it, move the, the series I, yeah. along. Look at what Rocky's doing right now. I know. I mean, uh, that a good looks example. like a compelling movie. It looks like a really good oh, movie. Creed. Creed looks great. It looks Creed really looks good. Re it's when Apollo's does that come out? son. It's right around Christmas. Um, it's Apollo's son, um, and he's uh, he's now fighting, and and Rocky's working with him. So and Rocky's in it. Apparently, he doesn't use his name, but he's going to for his career now. I can't. He's I trying know. to decide. I yeah, and I think he, he hasn't taken his dad's name to this point or something, and didn't want people to know. And, and now right, he's because deciding his mom to was do pregnant that. when he died. Yeah. Right, so, he's so never, he never even met his, his yeah. dad, but his dad was killed in the ring in Rocky IV, of course, by Ivan Drago. We all understand. That Russian bastard. That Russian bastard, but it did end the Cold War. It was a lot of positives of the movie. The as end well. of this month. Um, yeah, so it, oh, it's end of this month? month? Okay, yeah. so thanks, maybe it was a thinking Thanksgiving. Anyway, yeah, because, uh, which is good for it, because otherwise it'd be going up against Star Wars opening. And yeah, once that opens, forget up, it. Uh, like the 20th of this month, too. 
The Hunger Games? The latest Hunger Games. Um, oh, there's wow. a couple of movies I'm really looking for. And really you know what else is crazy? One I really want to see, and I cannot believe it was made. We've showed the trailer here. Is this Benghazi movie? I know. Right? How the hell is there a Michael Bay out? movie about Benghazi in which one of the main characters in the trailer says, Stand down! <laughs> what? And, How is this happening? And they say somewhere in there, I just heard this last night when I was... When I saw the trailer, uh, the president is missing in action. Yeah. yeah. What? What is? I mean, this looks so like. So, do they actually tell the truth in this movie? They say, and it says the and story. It, does say. it says the story of Benghazi that you've never been told. Well, and, right, except by us. Well, yeah, and um, uh, it also they're advertising it like crazy on, during the Fox News Big debates. Time. They're doing Big it on time. I mean, it's amazing. I, I don't know. I mean, it's these are real. It's not like a you know a conservative movie. It's like Michael Bay directed mm-hmm. it. The, Jim from The Office is in it. Uh, the guy from uh, Breaking uh, Bad, um, uh, Gil from Breaking Bad, is in it. Also from Suits, of course. Hard, Daniel Hardman from Suits is in it. I'm yeah. very excited about that. He's a, I love. He's, I don't know his name off the top of my head. He's a great actor though. Um, he's the guy who says "stand down" in the trailer. Uh, but the bottom line is, like, I, I the presentation of it is. Uh, we really screwed up in Benghazi, uh-huh. and they're not telling you the truth. I can't imagine that's what the movie actually does, but that's how they're selling it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not getting my hopes up. doesn't come out, though, until January, January 15th, which yeah. makes me think, oh, what? no, is it not good? Uh, January 15th? Either they're going to, like, leak it out to a couple Ooh. cities to make it qualify for Oscars well, and stuff. Is that or, where uh, but it's Michael American Bay. Sniper came out? Didn't American Sniper? It did, but, but American so Sniper. maybe they're, they're going by that. Maybe, but American Sniper was... Uh, you know, Oscar-worthy mm-hmm. filmmaking that yes. they released actually technically in December, yeah, and then wide released it in January because so they 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 released it in a couple of theaters so it could qualify for the awards. Wonder if, if they'll do that. I here. hope they're doing the same thing. Maybe for they this. will because um, it yeah. looks and great. they probably saw American Sniper as a model and they yep. thought, well, okay, that'll be a good time. I to, hope that's true. And we'll avoid the whole. And, and you know, every single studio is like, okay, stay away from Star Wars yep. open, yep, because you'll be destroyed and you'll be lost. All right, well. Fun week. Speaking Triple of being seven two seven day destroyed or lost, Jeffy, um, what do you get out? Yeah, we need a safe uh, space where we can be vulnerable. Get get away. Get away. Feel from having you here.